Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 158 with the amazing Kevin Clayson. Kevin was the second episode we ever featured with someone from outside of the Cutco Vector family. He's an entrepreneur, real estate professional, speaker, and author of the book, Flip the Gratitude Switch. Kevin shares a simple formula for unlimited joy and fulfillment, which he and his family have lived in order to overcome adversity and transform their own lives. By learning how to flip the gratitude switch, we can completely change how we view our lives, learn to see possibility in every challenge, and develop the ability to secure our own happiness. In this short snippet, Kevin breaks down the FLIP formula, which is based on the letters F-L-I-P. He shares his ideas with passion, conviction, and great enthusiasm, and leaves people feeling totally inspired about the future. If you like this short snippet, you will absolutely love our full conversation, which can be found at episode number 158. Enjoy today's flashback, and be sure to share this with people in your circles. I wish you gratitude and happiness for the holiday season and always. Let's talk a little bit about the flip formula today. Why don't you unpack what that is? It all starts with F, and F is you find the frustration. A lot of us do not, we do this thing where we're kind of rolling through life and like bad things happen and we just steamroll right through it, right? We wake up in the morning and we stub our toe and that makes us mad. And then we step on a toy that our kids left out that they were supposed to clean up. And now we're really mad. And then, you know, the water heater broke. And so we got a cold shower and then we get in our car and there's traffic and somebody cuts us off. And then we get to the office and that guy who we can't stand working with, you know, comes up and says something like, mm, get your, guess you got a case of the Mondays. There's a little office space reference for you. And you are just like, oh my gosh, I've had it, right? You've been up like an hour and you're like, I'm so done with the day. And the reason for that is our brains, they kind of travel along this path. And we do this thing where if we see one bad thing, we tend to, to, to look for other bad things to kind of gravitate to that one bad thing. And we rarely take a moment to realize why we're not feeling so good inside. And finding the frustration is doing the opposite of that. Finding the frustration is when something happens to me that's frustrating, the first thing, the very first part of the day, the first thing, the toe stub, when you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe on your bed, it's taking that moment, it's pausing for a moment, and it's acknowledging, number one, that you're frustrated, number two, why you're frustrated, and then it's really just slowing down that train, right? 
And that little pause during our day, it's all a mental exercise, but it makes us cognitively aware of why we're starting to feel some of the things that we're feeling inside. And that awareness makes all the difference because it now allows us to identify why we're feeling how we are and then do some work on it so that we no longer have to feel that way. If you want true happiness, that means that you are going to have frustrations, you are going to have challenges, you are going to have failures, and then you have to do the work to overcome those things and transform them into fuel for your future as opposed to just saying, okay, this really bad thing happened, I'm just going to drown my sorrows in drink or food or people or or just Netflix or or video games or whatever, which is sometimes a coping mechanism that a lot of us have, right? We have things that are frustrating and we're like, I just want to check out a life. I'm just going to like sit on the couch and veg out for a few hours and just, I don't know, eat ice cream. And, and we don't deal with the things when they come. Well, that compounds over time. What finding the frustration does is it begins that process of work so that you're going, okay, I understand I'm frustrated. I understand something's not happening that's ideal for me. Now that I'm aware of it, how do I work on it so that I can transform it? Maybe Napoleon Hill would call it transmutation, right? I can change it into something that actually fuels my happiness and creates real lasting fulfillment Our life itself doesn't have to change, but how we choose and have the ability to interact with it so that we can go and work to find and earn that happiness is 100% possible through this crazy, simple, but eternal power of active gratitude, especially in the middle of life's frustrations. Yeah, I love what you just said right there, Kevin. And it will really resonate with the audience because anybody that's listening has frustrations. They have difficulties. They have things that they could look at and decide they're not going to be grateful for. But that first step of recognizing those things, I think, is a is an important part of your flip formula. Tell us about the L. Okay, the L, this is like my favorite one, right? This is look for what's awesome. Okay, so if we were, I'm just gonna go back to my initial example of like the first bad thing that happens during the day. So if we use the stub the toe as the example, right? L is where you look for what's awesome, but here's the key. You're looking for what's awesome embedded in the frustration. And that's the difference. See, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. when they do the gratitude journal or they do the gratitude walks, all, all you're doing is being thankful for things that are already awesome. Well, that's easy. That's the equivalent of going to the gym and lifting a one pound weight three times and then wondering why you're, you know, not super ripped within a day, right? It's, it's too easy, right? It's not going to do the kind of work that's going to make the real change. Well, looking for what's awesome about the frustration is doing the work. Here's how it works. Okay. I stub my toe. I'm frustrated. I know I'm frustrated. Now what could possibly be awesome about that frustration? And that question, what could possibly be awesome about the thing that just happened that frustrated me? It gives our mind a new suggestion, which creates an entirely new landscape of the mind. It's that simple suggestion. We pause and we realize we're frustrated. We're becoming cognizant and aware. Then when we say, what could be awesome? This crazy thing happens. Dan, I love this because when I go and speak, I always do this in real time, right? I always go, oh, I ask the audience. I go, okay, what could possibly be awesome about stubbing your toe? And literally, dude, I've done this thousands of times and it happens the same way every time. In fact, I can sense it. All the people listening to the podcast are going through the same thing right now because we are conducting a science experiment. And here's how it goes. 
your brain at first is like, yeah, uh, what could be awesome about that? And it works and it works. You've given your brain a new suggestion. You've switched the train track of the brain. Now the train's picking up momentum, going in a different direction. And you go, or the audience will go, oh, somebody will raise their hand, right? Like I'll ask the question. It'll be silent for like 10 seconds. Then one hand pops up. Um, you have a toe? I go, yeah, absolutely. What else could be awesome? Somebody else says, you can feel your toe. Yeah, what else? And then three hands pop up. Uh, you have a bed that you stub your toe on. Uh, you, you actually have, uh, you could feel your toe and you can walk. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of these answers are coming from the audience. And then I always pause and I say, do you guys just realize we conducted a science experiment in real time? Because what we did is we just gave your brains a suggestion and your brains filled in the gap. When you say what could possibly be awesome about fill in the blank of whatever the frustration is, your brain does this, performs this exercise where it now fills the the void that you created for it. You created this hole. When the brain starts to fill it, it starts to change how you interact with it. So looking for what's awesome is literally asking the question, what could be awesome about that, which is frustrating. And then your brain starts to fill in the answers and you create a little laundry list of the things that could be awesome about what just a second ago was a frustration. Yeah. I love that. It, it's just a, uh, it's like developing a completely different perspective on anything in our life. It's looking at something from a different angle and finding something that's good there. And just when you were going through and you were talking about, well, you have a toe, you have a bed, you, you know, all those things, like I felt different in my own body, just envisioning that, that feeling, right. That, that moment yes. where you're asking that question in the room and people start answering. It's like, you feel differently when you look at something with a different perspective. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. You know, what's so cool when we get to the fourth step, which is P there's a reason why you felt different and it is scientific. It is chemical. It is biological. It is happening in your brain. It is a very real thing. Life doesn't have to change. Your job doesn't have to change. Your car doesn't have to change. Your income doesn't have to change. Your your spouse or partner or kids don't have to change. Nothing has to change. But through with a different set of lenses, the way you view it all can change. And all of a sudden, when you view it through that new set of lenses, it's like it snaps into focus. The, the same movie, the same experience, all of a sudden changes because your perception of it changes. And that's what active gratitude, especially in the middle of frustration and looking for what's awesome in that frustration. That's what it does. You put on a new set of lenses to view it with, and all of a sudden it begins to change for you. That shifts how you interact with it and how you feel about it. Awesome. So cool. That That is just brilliant. Life doesn't have to change. It's just a really compelling phrase that you shared right there that resonated with me a whole lot. You said you can't wait to get to the fourth one, Kevin. I can't wait to get to the third one, the I. What's the I? In the book, I talk about we initiate a gratitude sequence, right? And we start to say that we're thankful for the things that are awesome embedded in the frustration. But I've come to use a different word that's an I word that I think articulates it and explains it better. And the word is install. Now, here's why. We live in a smartphone society, right? If we want to download a new app or like a new game or something like that, we go to the app store and we hit install. So if we install gratitude, the question is this, what's the app store of life? How do I go and find the things that I want in life so that I can install them? What is that process? What's the process to install from the app store of life? And for me, the app store of life is language. It's words. So 
if words are the app store of life so that we can install the things that we want and make them tangible when just a minute ago they were an intangible, how do we use words as part of the flip formula to, to create this, this new sort of perspective of our lives. And the way we install gratitude is we install it through words. And, and you alluded to it just a second ago, Dan. We find the frustration. We know why we're frustrated. Then we look for what's awesome. And we kind of create that list of what's awesome about the frustration. Then we use language. And here's what we do. Look, I stubbed my toe. I know why I'm frustrated. I've acknowledged that. And now I can kind of take a second and go, okay, what could be awesome? I have a toe. You know, I have a bed that I stubbed it on. For me, I would always like look over at the bed and I'd see my beautiful wife. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this angel that sleeps beside me. And that would make me think of my kids. And all of a sudden, I start to think about all these awesome things that came as a trigger of me stubbing my toe. Well, now you say, you know what? I'm actually super thankful. You use the word thankful because why not? I'm thankful I have a toe. I'm thankful I can feel my toe. I'm thankful I have a bed to sleep in. I'm thankful the bed is located in a home I can live in. I'm thankful for this roof over my head. I'm thankful for the angel beside me. I'm thankful for the for the the little much louder and smaller angels that sleep, you know, upstairs or downstairs or down the hall. And all of a sudden, by saying that we're thankful for the thing that is awesome embedded in the frustration, we immediately move from I to P. It happens naturally. Very, very cool. Uh, let's go right into P and let's let's tie these two together. So P is you power up with gratifuel. Now, gratifuel is a word that we invented, right? We created that because I came to realize that gratitude fuels happiness. Gratitude fuels life. Gratitude can fuel business. Gratitude can fuel success and results. Gratitude can fuel sales. Gratitude can literally fuel every aspect of your life. And so if I've got gratitude fuel, why not just call it gratifuel? It's cool and it's a hashtag. Check it out. Dan, earlier, when you started to talk about, oh man, as I was just thinking about what was awesome, I started to feel different. Well, the reason is because you are hardwired to feel awesome when you utilize active gratitude in this way. So all of a sudden, you go through the process of saying that you're thankful for the thing that is awesome inside of the frustration, and you begin to feel different. Your body releases dopamine. It releases oxytocin. You quite literally, chemically, biologically change as a human when this happens. And here's the other thing that takes place. When you do that, your brain begins to forge new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. It literally begins to create these new channels because no, you've been trained. You didn't mean to be, maybe you came to earth with it, or you were conditioned at how you grew up. You've been conditioned. We do it as a society all the time. We love to complain about stuff, right? We love to one up each other. We love to complain about the weather and the politics and the sports team and the whatever. We just do it. We don't realize how often we default to it, but we totally do. That's kind of how we come wired. Well, this changes the wiring because now instead of just complain, I always say this to my kids. And let me ask you, Dan, do you know there's only one thing that makes hard things harder? Do you know what it is? A negative attitude? Complaining. Yeah. Think about it. Complaining is the only thing that makes hard things harder. Because if you've got a hard Uh thing and you complain about it, the hard thing doesn't get easier, but you feel worse about the hard thing. And all of a sudden it feels harder. So complaining is the only thing that makes hard things harder. Well, if we think that the, that life is hard, right? We, we love to do this thing where we say life's hard, life's difficult, life's a challenge. Well, listen, 
our brains are wired to think that that's this like insurmountable task. But what if we could switch the brain? And what if we could say that life is hard, therefore life is awesome? Because we're not complaining about it, we're acknowledging it. And then we're finding something awesome about that same difficulty, about that same life. Now, all of a sudden, life begins to shift. See, we can rewire our brain to view things through a different set of lenses. And, and over time, when we find frustrations and we go through the process of finding the frustration, looking for what's awesome, installing or initiating gratitude, it takes a little bit of practice, right? We've got to go through that. Well, when we practice it enough over time and our brain becomes significantly rewired, when those frustrations happen, we're predisposed all of a sudden to a new kind of reaction. It's not complaint, it's gratitude. It's not seeing limitations, it's viewing the possibility. And it literally, literally changes us neurologically, biologically, chemically, emotionally. We can secure our happiness through something as simple as this idea of flipping the gratitude switch. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 